Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Some of the really important things to consider when choosing a contractor. One, can they truly handle the job? Two, are they used to dealing with those kind of situations? And then three, do they have verified that they're good to work with and they understand how to work with the adjuster and the insurance company and, and all of that? Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Andrew Cushman. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Theo. Good to be talking with you. Yeah, and welcome back to the show. So we interviewed Andrew all the way back in 2017. His previous episode was episode 8. 68 aired early 2017, which means we probably talked to you in late 2016. So today is Saturday. And since Andrew is a repeat guest, we're going to be doing a situation Saturday. We'll talk about a sticky situation that our guest was in and we will learn about it and then how he got out of that sticky situation. And then obviously any lessons that we can extract from him so that you won't enter that situation in your business, or if you do, how you can quickly get out of it. Before we dive into that situation, a little bit about Andrew. He is a full-time apartment syndicator with 13 years of real estate investing experience. He has a portfolio of 2,100 apartments that he's done through the syndication model. He is based in Orange County, California, and his website is VPA cq.com. So Andrew, before we dive into that situation, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you've been up to since we last had you on the show? Yeah, thanks, Theo. Background is I took the traditional path into real estate and got a chemical engineering degree because I knew I wanted to do my own business, but I didn't know what. So I figured engineering was a good placeholder until then. Quit that in 2007 to flip houses. And then in 2011 said, you know what, there's something that is bigger and build more lasting wealth and is supported by demographic trends. So we went into apartments, syndicated our first one was 92 units on the other side of the country in Macon, Georgia. And since then, I've been doing apartments full time. Like you said, we've done about 2,100 units. We live in sunny California, but we invest in places like Georgia, North Florida, the Carolinas, and even in the past, Texas. So we live where we like to live and invest where the returns are the best. Perfect. Thank you for catching us up. So 
the situation today is what happens when a natural disaster, and in this case, a hurricane, hits your apartment? What do you do? So we're going to give Andrew the floor and let him explain to us the situation and give us a backstory on what happened at one of his properties in Florida. We closed on a 150-unit apartment complex in Lynn Haven, Florida, which is part of the Panama City Beach area where it flops back and forth. It's either the or the second top spring break destination in the country every year. So it's Gulf Coast, Florida Panhandle, right there kind of in Hurricane Alley. So anyway, we closed November 2015, 150-unit property, lots of upside to it. We spent almost a full two years renovating it, repositioning it, got the rents way up, was performing beautifully. We had just gotten to that stabilized point where you've done all the hard work and now it's time to sit back for a couple of years and, and just manage it and enjoy the benefits. And then in October of 2018, Hurricane Michael came up through the eastern part of the Gulf of Mexico and passed directly overhead with 155 mile an hour winds. And in three hours, we went from nicely renovated and 100% occupancy to being basically a pile of sticks and only having 14 units left by the time three hours of Hurricane Michael passing was done. And basically, a large part of what happened is we are one-story property that had a lot of large, beautiful pine trees. And as the hurricane came through, those pine trees basically sliced through our buildings like knives through bread as they fell. And fortunately, we had gotten most people out of there in advance. We did have one guy trapped in his unit for a couple of days. We had to get chainsaw crews out there to get him out. But by some miracle, no one was injured, no one was killed, everybody's health was okay, but we had, need to say, a very large mess to clean up, and a lot of the best practices that we had learned in the past regarding insurance and contractors and public adjusters, we actually had to put those into practice and execute and navigate the world of massive insurance claims and to get a property rebuilt and protect our investment and the investor's investment and the livelihoods of the residents who just suffered this tragedy as well. So there's quite a lot to unpack there, Theo, whatever direction you want me to go as far yeah. as how we handled it or contractors or insurance, what do you think is the most interesting? Well, we can dive right in. Yeah, I kind of want to go in like chronological order. So it sounds like you had advanced notice of the hurricane and you got people out. I'm just curious, what do the conversations look like from your end between you and your property management and your investors and maybe even your residents before it actually hit. You know it's coming. What are you saying to your management company? Are you warning your investors, hey, a hurricane's coming? Here's what kind of what we have in place, how we'll communicate. So maybe let's focus more on the investor part. How are you communicating with investors before the hurricane actually hits the property? One of my side hobbies is I double as a weather nerd. So I was watching this thing coming. I saw it good four or five days in advance and was like, uh-oh, this is headed right for us. So candidly, before a hurricane, we don't do a whole lot of advance notice to investors. Every once in a while, someone will reach out and be like, hey, is the hurricane coming? But so really our focus is on preventing damage to people and to property. So as the hurricanes start moving up, we say, okay, there's a chance this thing is going to hit. That's when we get with the management company and say, all right, do we have a good supply of emergency water, generators, tarps? Just think of whatever emergency supplies you would need after a significant hurricane. We make sure we have those plywood. We keep a large storage area full of plywood. Just double checking that we still have all those things 
on hand. And that's usually four to five days out. If you in an area where there's hurricanes come through, at the start of every hurricane season in June, you should be going through that process. But then when one's coming, we double check. Once it became clear that the storm was very likely to come directly through, that's when we start notifying residents. There's a good chance you may have an evacuation order. Make sure you're ready. And then what we also did is we contacted a good public adjuster and our contractors and sent them down there before the storm hit. Because if a significant storm comes through, it's often very difficult to get into an area and get access. So we sent our people down before and had them stay at safe locations inland a little bit so that they would be safe, but at the same time still able to meet get on site. Because if you have a single fire at your apartment complex or whatever property you own, you file a claim, that's one thing. But if an entire area gets devastated, there's going to be thousands of claims and you want to make absolute certain that you get at the front of that line so that you're not waiting months and months to get processed. So we had an adjuster, we had a contractor down. We actually put our carrier on notice the day before the storm hit that we thought that we may have an issue coming. So we tried to line up everything before it actually hit. Once it did hit, it was confirmed that we had very significant damage. I think it was the next day we put out a quick bulletin to investors and say, hey, Yes, we did suffer significant hurricane damage, but we're still trying to get a grasp on the full extent of it. But we do have proper insurance to cover this, and we already have teams on site to start working on everything. And then basically just as each step progressed, we would send out an update and say, okay, we filed a claim. We got our first disbursement check. Everybody's safe and healthy. As each one of those steps progressed, we would update the investors. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. RealEstateAccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget-to-actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to RealEstateAccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. What are the kind of things that investors were saying back to you once you told them that the property was gone? 
most people were like, is everybody okay? Which I appreciated that that was top of mind. And then the other questions were like, okay, well, do we have the money to rebuild? What about distributions? And those were the questions number two and three. And that's where you get into your insurance. So there's two main types of insurance when it comes to this kind of situation. One is what's called loss of rent. And then the other is your property insurance. So loss of rent is basically exactly what it sounds like. And that says, okay, a hurricane came through and you just lost 90% of your rental income. But the loss of rent insurance does is it says, all right, your income based on the trailing last 12 months or whatever, your income before the storm was, let's just say $100,000 a month. Your income after the storm is $15,000 a month. So what that loss of rent insurance does, is it covers the gap. It gives you that $85,000 that you would have been collecting had you not had the catastrophe. And then I'm simplifying, there's some adjustments that go into that, but that's the gist of it. So what that did is that loss of rent insurance made sure that we could continue to pay the bills while the property was offline. Now, you're not allowed to be making investor distributions during that time. So what we did is we just accumulated them in an account. And then once everything was done, we just got all caught up. But that loss of rent insurance ensures that you can pay your staff, that you can pay your utilities, that you can still pay the mortgage, right? So even though our property got wiped out, we were never late on the mortgage. Number one, we had our own reserves, but two, we had the loss of rent insurance. And then the other is the property insurance. And there's two really important pieces of that, that anyone who's buying in places like Texas or the Gulf Coast or the East Coast, where you have hailstorms, tornadoes, hurricanes, or anything like that, is one, you want to make sure that your insurance is for full replacement value, not actual cash value or ACV, right? So if your property gets destroyed and you have ACV or cash value, the insurance carrier is going to come in and say, oh, well, all this stuff was 15 years old, so we're going to depreciate it. And yeah, it might cost you $1,500 to replace these appliances, but your actual cash value is 40% of that. So here's 600 bucks, right? All of a sudden, you don't have anywhere near the money you need to rebuild your property. So we always go with full replacement value, which is what it sounds like. They're going to give us the funds that are required to actually replace and rebuild. And the second one that is critically important that rarely comes up, and when you hear podcasts and interviews about, okay, what kind of questions should I ask a sponsor? If anyone's looking to invest with somebody, ask about the insurance deductible and what percentage it is for things like named storms, hurricanes, or hailstorms, or tornadoes, or any of that. Because how it works is the deductible is set at between 2 and 5% of the value of the building which, okay, that doesn't sound like much, 2%, 5%, no big deal, right? Well, if the value of your property is $10 million, and let's say you're in Texas, and a hailstorm comes through and destroys your roof, your deductible, if it's 5%, is 5% of $10 million, meaning you have a $500,000 deductible to replace that roof. Well, the cost of the roof is probably going to be just a little over 500 grand. So in reality, you're not properly insured. So we always make sure that we have a 2% name storm deductible and then a reserve to cover that. So that, yeah, when the storm comes through, okay, there's a couple hundred thousand dollar deductible, but compared to the scope of the damage, it's small enough that it can easily be absorbed. So those are two really, really important points when looking at insurance. Insurance isn't sexy or exciting until you need it. And those are absolutely critical pieces to understand. Thank you so much. That's a lot of solid information. 
a lot of best practices, things to do beforehand. We talked about the insurance. We talked about the public adjusters beforehand, but what are some of the best practices for your contractors? That was something else that you mentioned, things that you're doing beforehand with your contractors in order to set yourself up for success when a natural disaster hits. So when a natural disaster hits, everybody is reaching out to everybody to get all the work recovered. As we're recording this, Texas just went through its big winter freeze, right? And you can't find a plumber to save your life there. So the same thing happens when a hurricane comes through a town on the Gulf Coast or the East Coast or something like that. So what we did is a couple of days before the storm, knowing that there was a possibility we were going to get hit and have needs, we reached out to contractors, number one, that we knew could handle the scope of the job. You might hire a local GC with three employees to renovate a unit, but not to do a top to bottom overhaul of an entire property. So number one, we looked at, okay, what contractors can handle a significant renovation and do it quickly? And two, that we've already worked with. So we know that we don't have to start from scratch with a relationship. So we contacted a couple to just said, we're concerned that we're about to get hit with a hurricane. If that happens, we want to make sure that we are first in line and we're already taking a look at this. So we already had those channels established so that unfortunately, once the hurricane did come through, we were already right in line and anyone else who reached out to them had to wait behind us. And I said, we literally had one of them come down and stay at a hotel a little further inland so that they could come in and assess the damage right away and help get trees off of buildings and stuff like that. And then when we actually hired the general contractor to do the work. Now, interestingly enough, we did not end up going with the contractor that we brought down. His bid ended up not being quite as competitive. And he seemed a little too focused on, well, how much is the insurance payment? And we're like, no, 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 no. We're focused on getting the job done, not the insurance payments. So we actually ended up going with a different contractor that our property management company had extensive experience with and recommended, and our public adjuster had extensive experience with and recommended. And one of the reasons that's important is anytime you have a natural disaster, You've got a lot of moving pieces and complications, and you want to make sure that each team member, as much as is in your control, has good working relationships to help just smooth everything out. Because again, whether you've got three units offline or 300 units offline, you're losing revenue and you've got people who are out of a home. So we ended up picking a contractor that came highly referred, that our other team members had extensive working relationship with, that understood how to work with insurance companies and natural disasters. And we verified that they actually had the capacity to take on that size of a job. They brought down a crew of 30 people from out of state, fixed up a couple of units. They all stayed in those units and then they just stayed on site and cranked it out. And because of that, we were one of the first properties in the entire city to be back online. So those are some of the really important things to consider when choosing contractor. One, can they truly handle the job? Two, are they used to dealing with those kind of situations? And then three, do they have verified that they're good to work with and they understand how to work with the adjuster and the insurance company and and all of that? How does something like this impact the overall returns to investors? So obviously you had your projected returns and then you had your actual returns. And then I'm sure you could have extrapolated it out and determined how much they would have gotten based off of how things were going Does this wiping out an entire property drastically reduce the returns to investors? Believe it or not, it's actually the opposite. If you are properly insured, a natural disaster can financially be one of the 
biggest windfalls that you ever get when you own property. Now, I'm not saying it's something you would strive for because it certainly is a lot of headache and stress to work your way through it. But now that property was built in 1986 and 1987 originally. And so we had renovated it to some degree, but now it has been renovated from the studs in top to bottom. We effectively have a 2019 construction property all paid for with insurance proceeds. So now that it's restabilized, our collections are approximately 30% higher than they were before the storm. And then the NOI, net operating income, it's at least 30% higher than before the hurricane. So what we actually have now is a property that, if we were to sell it today, is valued at far more than it was before the storm. Number one, because it has a higher net operating income and because it's in fantastic physical condition. So while I wouldn't ever want to go through the 18 months of headache and hassle and stress of rebuilding a property from scratch. In the end, it ended up being a financial windfall for us because with the proper insurance, with proper reserves, we were able to catch up on all the misdistributions. And then now we're cash flowing way more than we were before the storm and our valuation is more than before the storm. So the effect was actually, financially speaking, a significant positive. All right, Andrew, is there anything else that you want to mention about how to react to a hurricane or anything else about your business that you want to mention before we wrap up? Yeah, the biggest thing is, is when I talk to some people, if we're looking at a deal on the Gulf Coast, they're like, oh, are you concerned about hurricanes? Don't let Dallas hailstorms or Florida hurricanes prevent you from investing there. Just prepare in advance for it. That's proper contacts, proper insurance, and just having your action plan laid out in advance so that you're not scrambling if something happens. That's really the key. Just have everything in place in advance and make sure you have the right things and people in place, right? So going back to the right type of deductibles, the right types of insurance, the right types of contractors, if you have all of that laid out and planned in advance, it's still probably going to be stressful, but you'll come out good on the other side. Perfect. And then where can people learn more about you and your company? If you Google Vantage Point Acquisitions, we'll come up, we'll be all the top listings, but that's just VPACQ.com. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With Rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with the built-in screening and listing service, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using Rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through Rent Ready's new credit reporting feature. And the best part? Rent Ready is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I 
rentready.com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. This is a very fascinating, very detailed conversation. I don't know where to even start with a takeaway. So many takeaways on, as you mentioned, overall, how to prepare in advance for a hurricane. So if you are investing in an area that you know is susceptible to natural disasters, you need to have that action plan in advance. We talked about the best practices for insurance when it comes to that loss of rent coverage, that proper property insurance, making sure you have full replacement value, making sure you have that 2% deductible. You talked about making sure you have a team that works well together because it's a pretty stressful time, making sure that they have the capabilities to handle a project of that size, bringing them to the area in advance so they can get to your property immediately once the hurricane is gone, making sure you're working with your management company beforehand, that all the emergency supplies are there, that they're notifying residents to evacuate. And then something that was kind of surprising to me was that if you are setting yourself up properly and have that correct property insurance and team on the ground, then a natural disaster hitting your apartment could actually be financially a good thing. For example, this property was built in the 80s and now you got a basically a 2019 construction property that was paid for mostly with insurance. Collections were up 30% and a while was up 30%. It's like the property was a lot higher. And so overall, if you're listening to this, and I guess you kind of use the example of Texas, like who would have thought that Texas would have had freezing temperatures and <laughs> yeah. you know people would be without water, just making sure that you're prepared for these situations in advance, really no matter where you are in the country at this point, having some plan for if there was some sort of emergency, what would we do? And Andrew gave us a lot of solid information on how to do that. So Andrew, again, thank you so much for joining us. I know you wanted to mention your mastermind really quickly before we signed off. Oh yeah, thanks. So we started a small mastermind for people who've already made some kind of real estate investment and are looking to scale and grow. It's not a course. It's not a big expensive coaching program. It's for those of you who've heard of GoBundance, it's modeled after that where, yes, we do some teaching. We share our experience. We facilitate but it's a group of people who are in multifamily looking to grow and just leverage off each other's experience and resources and partner with each other. And Theo, what you and I just talked about, this is a perfect example of the type of discussion that we might have, except we would have a whole bunch of other people there to contribute their experiences as well. So anyone who might be interested in that, there's a little link on our website called Mastermind, and that's what that refers to and would love to get to know some more people. Awesome, Andrew. Well, again, thank you for joining us. Best ever listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.